Blog Talk Radio. Boxing, 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 boxing. You're tuned into Outsiders Boxing Podcast, where they only gonna give you the realest talking. Boxing, 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 boxing. Happy New Year, Happy New Year, Outsiders Boxing Podcast coming to you live on January 5th. 2020. What's going on, everybody? How are you doing? Man, I'm on top of the world. Thanks for asking. Um, Yet again, another glorious day on God's Day. Celebrating life, so to speak, or coming from words other than the other. I mean, you know, um, just chilling over here. Got uh, Got the hot cocoa getting ready, you know, having a good morning. Um, trying to find out where my marshmallows is at and then get a little start on some boxing talk. Now, there's been some uh, not speculations or nothing like that, um, but who was it that reported? Uh, Let me see, just to get the name right. Uh, Steve Kim, he uh, tweeted out yesterday saying, today is the last Saturday where there is no major ESPN platform, Fox platform, Showtime, The Zone, et cetera, boxing card, on for at least the next nine weeks. So, we're going to have nine weeks without boxing from any major platform. Hey, I mean, I'm not going to burst everybody's bubble. You could go on your, your television set and look up channel 59 or 54. It might not be listed, but if you search one of it, there's one of these um, Telemundo-type stations and shit. I'm pretty sure, I mean, last time I checked when there's no boxing, you find something where there's, you know, Pablo versus, um, who knows, Hector from, from next Friday. Yeah, I remember watching it, and there was like 10 knockdowns in the first three rounds. <laughs> so you might be able to catch a boxing fix on some of that. Who knows, these guys might be fighting for a spot. The taco stands can chill out and all that good stuff. The concessions with, <laughs> ah, with their bacon-wrapped dogs and things like that. Um, who knows, fighting for a churro. I don't know. But um, what I do know is we are having a slow time in boxing, but it doesn't matter because there's always something going on in boxing. Sent out the bat signal to the team. Will have responded. Everybody's uh, getting ready to rock and roll with us on these uh, subjects that we have today. Um, it's not the, the, the busiest time of the year, as I mentioned earlier, but we do have some subjects we got to get to today. Starting off with Devin Haney. Poking on IG with King Ryan. Oh, he's so sad. Normally you see this guy smiling, doing his hair, working the speed bag, um, looking like a million bucks, you know? But in this post, Devin Haney got his hand raised as the winner in the amateurs with Ryan Garcia. So sad. So sad. Poor little guy. Poor little guy. Um, but Devin Haney hints at some get backs, possibly. For Ryan Garcia. Now I doubt that he'll take that smoke, but it's something worth mentioning. It's something worth mentioning, I should say. Um, 
Next topic will be Eddie Hearn wants to raise the zone's prices from $19 a month to $50 goddamn dollars. Brother, brother, brother. Fuck that. Um, also, for those who might not be in the, uh, I wouldn't say Twitter sphere, but just the uh, mainstream social media uh, stars that happen to be out there, you can catch a few of them. Um, whoa, Vicky, the white girl that thinks she's black from the, um, myancestry.com or something, or uh, Delvin the Great, the guy that says these nuts. And I like it. There's just these this weird group of characters, the daddy long neck and wide neck. Like, there's just these weird group of characters on social media who I believe are in a cult. But um, nonetheless, the, uh, the the one that is most famous for being on Dr. Phil telling her, her not her mother, but telling the crowd to catch her outside. How about that? Daniel Brigoli, uh, also known as Bad Baby, her rapper name now, um, went to social media to put out a uh, public shaming for one Adrian Broner. Problem with this is she's 16, he's 30. So Adrian Broner finds himself and a little bit of a of a problem here, so to speak. We'll get to that. And then last but not least on the subjects for today, we will be covering the fact that Javante Davis and his scheduled next fight is to be on pay-per-view according to Leonard. Yes, Floyd. What's next, Floyd? I'll do that, Floyd. Uh, would you like some ketchup on that, Floyd? Elodie. So, um, very interesting coming off the fact that he had a very lackluster performance against Yuriokes Gamba. So uh, we're going to get to all that, man. We're going to get to all that. Um, on a serious note, though, shout out to all the troops that are going out there making things happen for us and able to keep me speaking my voice of opinion for the time being. Throw up the set like D. Trizzle did on Twitter, man. So much respect. Um, anyways, I want to stop my, my, uh, my loud box for the moment and get to to my guys over here, um, want to take it to the best, the best partners that a guy can have in boxing. Um, you know, without without these two guys, when nobody want to listen to me, just spew off the top of my mouth. I know that. So uh, let's take it to the southern portion of these United States and check in on my man Willa, aka Willa the King. Willa, top of the morning to you, my brother. How you doing, man? Oh man, doing great this morning. First of all, happy New Year. You know, the Lord has let us see another one, 2020. Uh, like you said, boys going to might be the boys is getting chipped out there to war. So, you know, ho- this, hopefully this ain't, ain't the last one. So we're going to try to make it our greatest one out here at Outsiders Boxing Podcast, man. But, yeah, man, uh, happy to be here. Good to get that text from you this morning, man. We thought we might not be doing anything. What's going to be cool with that. But, you know, I'm always down to talk a little boxing talk no matter what we got going. Mm-hmm. And I think I think you might have I think you might have read that wrong as far as the boxing. I think for the nine straight weeks there will be boxing. Now it might not be the best boxing going on, but Uh-oh. as far as boxing cuz cuz I know we've got uh you know I know Andrade's fighting this month um and then there's another uh I think uh I know your boy Danny Garcia is fighting this month. Now they're not the best fight 
I know Clarissa Shields, I think, is fighting that one chick. She's fighting next week. Uh, Joe Smith, Jesse Hart, Mungi is fighting this month. Uh, Julian oh, Williams shit. fighting this month. Danny Garcia is fighting this month. Demetrius Andre is fighting this month. Ramirez versus Postal is uh, February. Yeah, you guys is fighting. They ain't the best. Now, I'm looking at it. None of these fights are any good. You know, well, they're all against no-name guys. Yeah, but we're we're getting some uh, you know the top we're getting some uh, you know championship fights coming off. So I think I think what what they're oh, yeah, saying is right, for the right. next nine weeks straight there will be championship boxing on uh, on the Prime Networks. Oh man, that, that that's my mistake. Thank you for the clarification on that. I just got up and and started looking at some shit to like just find something for us to talk about. So that's my mistake. But um, I'm I'm glad that I'm actually wrong on that one because yeah, if I was on something with that nine weeks. That'd be a long, a long nine weeks for sure. But yeah, those aren't bad fights though. I mean, yeah, they ain't the best fights, but you know, they're not bad. They'll give us something to watch. Ain't nothing you know, ain't no big name fights. I think they're supposed to be a pretty good fight on the undercard of uh of uh Julian Williams. No, no. On the uh what's my man's name? On the the Andrade fight. Whoever Andrade's fighting, I think on the undercard, oh, yeah, there's Tevin Farmer versus Jojo Diaz. So I think that's probably going to be the best ah, fight of the month. And yeah. and then, uh, yeah. But then after that, we got to wait till uh, February 22nd to see Wilder Fury, too. I think that's going to be the first big, big fight of the year. But, yeah, let's not discredit yeah. Clarissa Shields, man. Next weekend, going to break uh, Lomachenko's record to be the – Fastest to three division champion, fastest boxer three division championship. Mm. So let's not discredit her. Yeah, let's not discredit the women's boxing. We know out out here at the Outsiders Boxing Podcast, we appreciate women's competitive sports in all aspects of sports, not just boxing. So in all, you're correct on that one, my friend. Um, but yeah, man, these topics are crazy, bro. There's a a lot of funny business going on over here with some of these topics. I mean. We ain't got no business inside the ring, but when it comes to shit outside the ring, this is a funny list. I was, that's why I wanted to get to this today, whether it be a short show or however long we go along. But um, do we got JP rocking with us yet? He said he'll be on in five. Yeah, JP's on. Okay, cool. Let's swing it to JP and see what is going on. What's going on in Southern California for now? JP, top of the morning to you, my brother. Uh, Happy New Year to you and yours, my man. How's it going? Happy New Year to everybody, man. 2020, getting off to a wonderful start. I hope uh, everybody's having the same uh, as I am. A lot of rumors in boxing. Uh, first of the year seems like it's going to kick off and have some good fights for us. We know we got the AJ thing going on. Uh, Clarissa Shields is a topic that I've had spirited debates with people on Twitter about. Um not only is she a woman, which is, you know, a low-class entity in today's society, she's probably the lowest of class being a black woman. So it's, it's an uphill battle for her um, regarding Clarissa Shields. You're, you'll hear, you know, women are just objectified in sports, period. Me being one of the the highest contributors to the Women's Lingerie Football League, that's a league that I support, you know, I fund that league to make sure it keeps going. 
But when you really take a look at it, we got women running oh, around with with women running around with fucking bikinis on, hitting each other, <laughs> playing football, man. And that's how hey, those girls be playing football out there. They do, and they hitting, but with bikinis on, dog. Come on, man. That that's how terrible. That's how much of a pigs we are. Yeah, and that's yeah, how much of women. <laughs> At least they changed the name, though. I think it's called Legends Football League now instead of lingerie. So I guess they're going <laughs> in the right direction there. <laughs> Man, that shit is sick. But I love this shit. I love it because, for one, it's a bunch of hotties, and they're actually playing football. But it's just to exemplify how much we objectify women, man, and it's always an uphill battle for a woman, especially a black woman. But um, we got a lot of stuff in the rumor mill. Um, a lot of potential fights. We're going to get to play some matchmaker today. So I'm looking forward to all the shit. Yeah, buddy, we definitely do. So uh, let's get down to it, man, and uh, start off with this the, the first topic that we had going for today. Um, now, Devin Haney uh, had came out on his IG post uh, one day ago. So he just headlines uh, a photograph, as I mentioned, with his um, – with his uh, victory over Ryan Garcia in the amateurs, they uh, have a little second photo together. Ryan Garcia not looking the happiest, but hey, you know it is what it is. Uh, but he posts on his caption saying, and this is at real Devin Haney saying, 2020 at King Ryan. Did I hear my boy is finally ready for some get back? He's got the emoji where he's blowing his nose or cleaning his nose out and laughing. Hashtag KO. Hashtag next time. Hashtag on the zone. So, um, <clears throat> Willa, Devin Haney, seems like he wants all the smoke. Uh, we'll get, and then also, uh, Ryan Garcia, I mean, he's coming off that huge knockout that we just last seen on the, the Canelo, Cotto, uh, uh, Can- <laughs> Canelo Kovalev undercard. Um, you think that he's ready for some get back and possibly righting the wrong that had happened with Devin Haney in the past? Now, you know, we all know Ryan Garcia, a.k.a. the real Garcia is my guy. Fly, flashy, you know, good-looking kid, no homo. You know, coming out, I think, earlier this week saying he's the biggest name in pay-per-view. You know, I'm not going to uh, – a biggest name in boxing right now. I'm not going to take it that far. But he probably has – you know, he might have the most fans, but I don't know if he's the biggest name in boxing because those fans don't um, don't actually – contribute to his uh his views so far you know i think he's only been headlined a couple of fights but you know that's neither here nor there when it comes to him he's the real deal um and i'm not a boxing historian but from what i gather from what i have read you know in the amateurs him and haney have beat each other so i don't know what to get back me maybe hit the last fight devin haney won but i'm 100 percent sure that in the amateurs, Ryan Garcia beat Devin Haney, and it might have been more than once. So, you know, Devin Haney's looking for the big fight. Both of these guys are on the the zone, you know, one being with Golden Boy, I think one being with uh, Matchroom. I think that's I, I think that's how I, I believe uh, Haney's with Matchroom with Eddie Hearn. But both of them being under the, the zone network should be an easy fight to make. But with both of these guys being in their 20s, there's really no reason to make this fight at all. 
Um, even though we would probably love to see it, we need to see these guys mature, get a little older, and, you know, get a little more behind them. Now, Devin Haney, as we all know, he's injured. You know, I think he has, he might have had soldier, shoulder surgery recently because, you know, he picked up the WBC belt that Lomachenko dropped to become the um, diamond, not the diamond, the franchise champion. Then Devin Haney had to drop it. <clears throat> and then uh, there's the interim champion now. So he's not even fighting at this point. Or he would have had a, uh, he would have had to fight Frontura. I think that's guy's name. Uh, but he's not fighting him. They're fighting for an interim belt. So I don't really know where this is coming from. I think this is what we like to call in the year 2020 clout chasing. Devin Haney, not even, you know, even though he's a little more advanced in his career, than um than Ryan Garcia when it comes to the fanfare, when it comes to being known and when it comes to the social media following, not too many people, you know, he's not that big of a name. Ryan Garcia is way bigger than name. So putting your name on that, you know, he's you know, Devin Haney, he's being smart, you know, he fought on the Logan Paul, um Logan Paul, KSI undercard tried to get more fans i think he said he got a hundred thousand a couple more some more on uh, instagram and twitter which is what it's all about these days getting name even though he didn't look the best in that fight um they didn't and ryan garcia yeah ryan garcia is coming off a, a knockout win of somebody that people said he was scared of you know and he he's building his name up a little more also so you know i don't know what the hell Devin haney's talking about he's cloud chasing if I'm if I'm uh, Oscar De La Hoya or I'm Eddie Hearn, there's no need for me to make this fight at this point in time. Both of these guys are 21 years old, I believe. Um, you know, that fight is a fight that needs to be brewing. They need to be 27. They need to be 20, at least, at least 26 years old when they fight. That needs to be, uh, yeah, that needs to be a super fight coming up in the next in the next five years, if that's me. So, you know, Devin Haney's trying to rush it. He's trying to get his name up. You know, Lomachenko don't uh, don't want to fight him. Um, so he's trying to get the next the next biggest thing in the division. And that's, uh, yeah, and that's uh, Ryan Garcia. So we'll see how that goes. I know I think mm. uh, Tank Davis is in there now. There's, you know, there's still pretty uh, fights that they can make around that, uh, around that, around that weight class, but, you know, I, I don't get it. I don't know what that's all about. I'm really – I need to look do a little more research. Like I said, Ryan Garcia has beat him in the amateurs. Maybe that was that last fight. Devin Haney might have won the last fight, so that's why he wants to get back. But, uh, you know, Ryan Garcia, you know, after everybody wants Tank Davis now, is basically – I think uh, I think I saw on Twitter – I think that was Devin Haney that said he was ready to fight Tank Davis, and then uh, so did Ryan Garcia. Ryan Garcia even, I think – Mentioned the Haney fight too, but Oscar De La Hoya is smart enough. He ain't letting that happen. Take the slow road. This guy's 20, 21 years old. He ain't even got a championship yet. Let him get a belt. Let him hold it for a couple of years. Then make that a mega fight. Two Americans, one Mexican, one black. It don't get no. It don't get no bigger than that, man. So, yeah. Slow your roll, Devin Haney. Quick clout chasing. The big name fighter. <laughs> the bigger name fighter. Yeah. Oh man. You know, I wasn't going to pop open this Henny bottle so goddamn early, but 
Boy, you might got me popping this one to start the morning off. JP, do I sense a little bit of a savvy business move and evasion coming from our man from Houston, Texas on this subject, my friend? Man, absolutely. Willa is full of the B word this morning, business, the business, the, the word we hate around here, right? But uh, he's, he's mostly right, man. I mean, when it comes to the zone, and, and I hear we have that as a topic with the zone wanting to raise prices, your boy, old JP, old Uncle JP, been on on here talking about you know the business and the zone hemorrhaging money, not having inventory for their top hairy heavy staff. Mm-hmm. You know, so guys like Devin Haney and Ryan Garcia, who are young prospects and prospects that need to be developed, they don't have anybody to help them develop, and so this is why you have these guys looking at each other like. You know, because they have no way to make them pop. Um, regarding um, Garcia and Haney, I, I think, like Willa touched on, Garcia may have all the, the social media platforms way more um, further ahead of Haney and all those type of um, projections and things like that. And then when we're talking to business, you got to factor that in into a fighter that is profitable. But as far as being legitimate, I don't think anybody in the boxing world has Ryan Garcia in the same stratosphere as far as legitimacy. Um, we've seen fighters like Amir Khan come along, and this is where I start talking about uh, amateur boxing versus pro fighting. Um, Ryan Garcia looks a lot like Amir Khan, doesn't he? Um, you know, you make all these sounds with your mouth while you punch. You know, you do all that weird old shit, and, and you, you could throw a, a thousand quick uppercuts on video. Same shit Amir Khan was doing, right? Um, you can just throw ones and twos all day fast as hell. But as soon as somebody tough gets in there and isn't afraid of fast of hand speed, you're probably going to get beat. And for me right now, that's where I have Ryan Garcia as a guy whose whose style right now isn't translating to the pros. And I think Devin Hayden's style clearly is translating to the pros. Um, And that could have been a factor when they were in the amateur. Sometimes when you're amateur fighting and it's all about a point system and someone ringside saying he landed a punch there, you're, you're less concerned with setting up shots. You're less concerned with having effective shots. Devin Haney is a fighter who, who fights effectively and doesn't waste shots. Ryan Garcia is the perfect amateur fighter, unlike Amir Khan was a great amateur fighter. So that's that's in the same realm I got Amir, um, Ryan Garcia. He's going to be Amir Khan in my estimation until he proves me wrong. I hope, I hope he can. As for now, we can't do the fight for all the, the – the reasons uh, Willow listed. We can't do the fight because, you know, you're burning up a prospect way before it matures. This is an investment, guys. This is like you putting money into, I don't know, when everybody wants to put money into weed companies or Popeye's chickens and shit like that, right? You don't, you don't burn up that investment before you allow it to mature. So that's the same thing with these two dudes. You can't have them fight. It's all uh, hype speech, um, Twitter talk and whatnot, and Instagram talk, just to kind of keep Ryan Garcia relevant right now. I believe that uh, Devin Haney can just fight his way into relevancy. 
Ryan Garcia is a more protected commodity. Good looks. Um, got the girls following him. Now, if we can mature this guy and he can actually be good, then we got another Oscar De La Hoya on our hands. But if he is not, we have uh-huh, a less than an American. We have a guy who's going to be less than American. So we have somewhere in between there, and we'll have to see once we fight somebody we even remotely care about. So that, that's it for me with that. Well, yeah, you you got a good point there. I mean, that's what uh, a lot of the guys, Eddie Hearn, Oscar De La Hoya, and them are banking on is for his his skills to sharpen up, <clears throat> him to evolve into a better fighter, and you know, eventually grow into a grown man body and be the second coming of one Oscar De La Hoya. Very, very, very far from, but I mean, very, very, very far from, you know, but um. He's, he's definitely got the potential, and potential could be a good word or a bad word in sports for for the time being. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, come on, come on, come on, come on. I don't think anybody's worried about Ryan Garcia. He definitely has um, some flash to him, and you can see the dollar signs that um, he can generate. But uh, you know, he's got to take care of his business and up his business, update his resume, as old Shay Sharp would say, in that squared circle and see what kind of uh, competition he could uh, match up with and find the right dance partner, have a good fight, possibly have a fight of the year on his hands, something like that. But he just needs something in order to turn into that guy that they're expecting him to be. But I could, I could definitely see it. So um, I don't know if I'm going to necessarily say clout chasing, even though that's a, a high possibility nowadays with these kids who, you know, who probably work on this shit behind the scenes a la – uh, Adrian Broner and Takashi Six Nine with the fake beef that was going on that was just really, I mean, clout chasing that success when it comes to the rap game, and when it comes to boxing fans who kind of went uh, coincided and found a new a new light for both sides. So it could be like that, you know. These young guys nowadays, you just really never know. So um, <clears throat> we'll leave it at that, and then and uh, move it along here as JP was mentioning. Um, brother um man you know i i I wonder what the price is going to be if you want to get the yearly deal with uh the zone if they raise their prices up to 50 dollars because i believe it's i believe it's 150 or fuck i can't even remember how much it was when i had uh ordered the zone for the (laughs) the barn burner of of event that was andy ruiz and anthony joshua the option for the year, I believe it's like 120 or one. I, I'm not 100 percent sure, but uh, 120, 130, something like that, for a yearly subscription or pay the 19.99 right then and there. So, uh, me being a walk in the grocery store, walk right out less than five minutes, I paid the 19.99. Just get it over with. Let me see this shit. <sighs> so dumb too. I had lost a debit card around my birthday and I got a brand new one so I could have like put in a got my free subscription but I guess I'll save that one for another fight. Anyways, um fifty dollars a month man bro who the fuck do you think you are Eddie Hearn? That's crazy man. Fifty dollars a month I mean that's ridiculous bro. That's just it's, I'm not gonna say taking advantage of the system but you know that there's gonna be boxing fans out there who are willing to pay for it. A lot of us are streaming um I don't know why I said us. I, I don't stream, 
But, um, no, I'm not good at math or anything, but you do the fucking math. That's $50 a month, what, $600 a year for zone. <laughs> like my girl likes to tell me all the time, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> That's crazy, man. Look, man, I'm just, hey, man, I'm, I'm, middle, I'm middle class as it gets, you know? My my groceries my my fridge ain't filled up but it damn sure ain't empty, so um, you know I I don't know where he's where he's going with this, but you know I I I just want to give a shout out to Disney Plus for the the Mandalorian series that I've been watching because I believe that's like five ninety nine a month or something like that ESPN Plus I still got that five ninety nine a month I could do that, but when you add another zero next to that five. That's when you can get the good old lose my number talk. Well, what the fuck is Eddie Hearn talking about with this shit? Man, I have no idea. I mean, uh, you know, I got the zone. Um, even though, you know, the streaming is possible, you know, I still put put in the money for the zone and just, you know, just to support boxing yeah. and make sure, you know, we're able to get it. But, you know, for $50, I'll shut it down. You know, I don't got Showtime. You know, uh-huh. and I don't really need to, you know, I don't really need the zone. I don't know what Eddie Hearn's uh, talking about. I was trying to read, you know, he's saying that, you know, remember at first it started off at nine ninety nine, Then it went yeah. up to nineteen ninety nine. That was last year. So he's trying to go up to 50. You know, they're just trying to win. I think, uh, like JP said, they, they're so top heavy. They're paying all this money, you know, giving Mikey Garcia $7 million, giving, you know, trying to give Charlo – something around then, you know, uh, Joshua getting who knows how many million, 60, 70 million for his last fight. So Ruiz getting nine. People getting get all these 100. crazy numbers. Yeah, yeah. People getting all these, these crazy numbers. Yeah. Um, Canelo with the $300 million uh, contract. So, you know, all these crazy numbers, they got to figure out how to pay. You know, I think they're saying they're close to a million subscribers in the u.s so this is all so yeah this is just the u.s number they're trying to go for 50 uh with 50 50 a month i don't know man i think hopefully he's just talking i was trying to read more exactly of what he was saying but you know i don't know i'm actually going to say the zone uh should bump up his monthly fees it's uh it was 1999 make it 50 dollars u.s we don't want you to come and go we want you to stay and be a part of the community learn more about boxing, digest the fighters, and grow with this. It's his quote. I don't know. You know, $50 a month, you know, they're talking about not going for pay-per-view, but that's that's how much you're going to spend on pay-per-view in a year, a year, way less than that. You know, you're only buying, what, two or three pay-per-views a year that are worth anything. So, yeah, I don't know. Who knows, man? Uh, if they do that, they're, they're going to definitely lose a customer. I can't pay $50 a month to see some uh, – European white guys fighting every week and to see a good fight once every two or three months, you know, <laughs> they don't have the best, you know, they, even though they, they're showing boxing, if you're a boxing lover, I mean, I am a boxing lover, but if you're a boxing like purist and you, even though I, you yeah. know, I'll sit there sometimes and watch these guys, but I can't really, you know, for, you know, I'll watch it for a little bit and I'm like, nah, you know, they had some pretty good fights last year, but it, they didn't have $600 worth of fights last year for me, man, so, you know, Mm -mm. I can't, that lose me, man, I'll be on that, uh, you know, I'll be on that, on that internet streaming with, with the, with no, (laughs) with no regret if they do that. (laughs) Yeah, man, 
Real talk, though. I'm with you on that, bro. Like, and, and the way you said it, too, you, you make a good point. If you're a boxing purist, you know, um, uh, I don't want to say no names or nothing like that, Patty Cronin, but, like, you know, if you sit down in a basement and you watch boxing all day long and you got, you're running low on cocoa butter, you know, you got to make a trip to the store even though it looks like you haven't seen the sun in about six months, then I get it. You can do that. And it's it's worth the money, you know. And as far as much as I know, they, I'm not saying no names. International player, they make good money though. So I mean, <laughs> six hundred a month. I mean, I can only uh, equivalent the difference from the European uh, dollar to uh, the American dollar, and and go off that difference. I think <laughs> you got to add a little bit more into that. And the way the the zone is getting, I mean, I'm I'm not so sure if it works out or how that is because uh, how you said you want to get the American fan base on. The way the zone gets you, the way the zone gets those Europeans is they have a lot of soccer. Um, and from what, I, what I'm told, soccer is a pretty big sport over there, you know, uh, probably the number one <laughs> and boxing goes too. Um, not so much for me. But uh, um, they'll get you on that because, hey, like I said, when I was on the zone, man, it has a lot of shit to go through. It has a lot of stuff, and it's a really good app. It has a lot of content. Um, it goes from Bellator type shit, you know, um, it has a lot, it has a lot of features on it. It's a very good, very good, uh, application that you would have on your devices. And, you know, especially if you're on the go and, you know, you can't watch the fight. Like, uh, like I was, I was at a Christmas party for, uh, for my work during the release fight and I'm just sitting there. It's about the fourth round and I'm over here watching it on my phone, waiting to get my bonus check and bounce. As soon as I got that, I was like Homer Simpson in the memes, walking backwards through the shrubs. But like, it's good to have a handheld device for something like that. But for fifty dollars a month, you can go fuck yourself, Eddie Hearn. That shit. I mean, yeah, like you said, well, it's like where you're getting away from pay per view, but you're actually paying a lot more per view. Like, it's ridiculous. I don't know, man, what Eddie Hearn's doing with this one, but I don't like it. JP. You are a business expert. Maybe you can help me understand where Eddie Hearn is going with this fifty dollars, uh, uh, thirty dollar boost up, I should say, from the nineteen ninety nine he has currently for the zone. Oh man, it's, it's pretty simple. I mean, uh, old Uncle JP been talking about it, getting getting scrutinized. Y'all been, you know, making mockery of me for making these things relevant in our conversations, but we see it coming into fruition, man. It's simple business. Um, you got subscription base, which the zone is, and there are people who say that's the, the, the way the sport is going. That's the new way of watching boxing or sports in general. Now, then you have the other guys at PPC who are, who have network affiliation with Fox and also have premium cable affiliation with Showtime that, that has a pay-per-view incentive for fights. And so that's how you feed your big dogs. Those are the guys that you you push to the public and say we're going to make a competitive fight with two huge names. The problem at the zone is you have huge names with no one to fight. So their bank is on subscription equals retention. How do you retain subscribers? Um, you give them – how does Showtime retain you? How does HBO retain your subscription to HBO Go? They give you stuff that you want to watch. So this is um, 
what Eddie Hearn and his own are banking on. Now, the problem with them marketing to the United States is that the sports that they have that are big, you mentioned soccer, um, but there's two sports that work in the U.K. that you're forgetting that are huge, that have no legs here. Um, soccer has legs in the United States, not big legs, but legs. Rugby and cricket are huge overseas, and them shits get no burn over here, okay? We don't even know what the fuck cricket is, but that's a huge sport in other countries, and that's a part of his own promotion. Now, if we're talking about buying into a subscription, most Americans are going to get ESPN Plus, baby. Let me get them 20 on them 30 for 30s. Let me get uh-huh. all ESPN. Let me get all ESPN content for what is it? Five ninety nine? Are you kidding me? Now the fights are lackluster, are and they don't happen very frequently. But mm-hmm. just for the content that ESPN provides, it's worth it even without the fights. Yep. So the zone man, they 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 fallen into what PBC kind of fell into first, but PBC did one thing different. They loaded up the inventory. I forget the number that was out there, but at some point in time, PBC had 100 to 200 fighters when they first came out and started premiering on a Fox or a CBS, whatever it was. The Zone went out there and got Triple G, Canelo, Anthony Joshua. They got about six big names and said everybody's going to flock to these guys. The best thing that has happened for that um, – for the zone is that Anthony Joshua lost against a guy he could easily beat again. That's actually the best thing that has happened for them because that bought them mm-hmm. uh, nearly another year and more money to make because they got nothing to do with Triple G. They got nothing to do with Canelo. They got nothing to do with our, what they're going to do with Anthony Joshua now. He's going back into obscurity and fooling fans because he's, gonna, he's not going to fight anyone for the next year or so, if more. So, you know, they got a huge problem, man. And, you know, raising, if, if you're giving these, if you got Canelo on a $385 million contract and he's fought Rocky Fielding and a Sergey Kovalev no one is worried about, somebody, we got to get paid. There's a, a bottom line. There's a, a, a projected target for the year. And when the accountants go back and say, you know what, guys, you know, uh, our, we didn't gain any money. We actually lost X amount of millions here. We got to find some way to make this money back because the shareholders are like, uh, I'm about to pull mine. Now, I don't know how they're working the money. Now, when it came to PBC, they had some kind of, uh, what was it called, um, hedge fund with Waddle and Reed, who was giving up the millions. Now, I don't know who's giving up the millions over there at the zone. I don't know how that money's coming in. But I do know they got to make projections. And if your fights are lackluster and you're paying heavily, at some point, we're going to have to change this business plan. And so, man, within a year of time, I expect that's what we'll be seeing, and that's where everything is headed. Great, 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 great breakdown right there, JP. I mean, how could I forget – Rugby and cricket being something else too. I had no idea and had very little. I, I got a um, a perspective of what cricket is. So last time, it was a couple of days ago actually. Um, I don't know if you guys. I think you guys have your bitmojis on your phone, right? So 
I'm over here in a Snapchat with a group of guys talking to some nonsense. Someone says a corny ass joke, and I type in cricket to see if the cricket emoji or something would pop up. And next thing you know, I see my little guy with some fucking shin guards and <laughs> like a little, like a, a paddle or some shit that it looks like. And he's just like chilling on his paddle. Like, oh, what the hell is that? Like, oh, I, that's that cricket game, I guess. That's, I have no fucking clue. But like you said, no burn whatsoever over here. So um, they got some issues going on. Luckily that Andy Ruiz, um, you know, made a splash. Or it could go down old Uncle JP's conspiracy theory about how that fight was going on. Um, it could have been. Who knows? But luckily for the zone, they made some good money off it. And who knows? For the uh, Mexican fan base or just uh, Anthony Joshua haters or, or whatever, they might be able to um, to sell a third fight, you know? Um, if he trains hard, you know, <laughs> They could they could probably fool some people like that. They ain't fooling me. I don't think they're fooling either of us when it comes to that neither. But nonetheless, the zone has um, some issues going on right here when it comes down to uh, what, what I can only imagine being uh, a meeting with the board of directors and things of that nature. Eddie Hearn got a little too happy with that. Well, what what did, what did he get like two billion dollars to play with for the zone startup? So that money burned quick, man. That money burns real quick. And uh, don't give me that bank account, man. Don't give me that kind of money and say, all right, here, put on a great show. Eh, might be giving me that boys to men within the next week or so. Who knows? But um, anyways, um, <laughs> not going to say speaking on boys to men, but who knows what goes on here with this fella. A uh, uh, hot topic around here whether it's Seattle sign mentioning his name for no reason, talking about no skills or shit, even at OTG, like Adrian Broner has been a subject where we speak about him a little more than we cover his fights, <laughs> to be honest. Um, the guy who always seems to find himself in the news um, for better or for worse, more times for worse, but, uh, you know, Adrian Broner, I was surprised when I seen this because normally um, when I see some of these, these uh, posts that go on in the boxing forums, I pretty much ignore all of them because there's a lot of people who put out a lot of fake news, like, honestly. Like, you know, you'll see a bunch of dumb shit, um, and I kind of ignore it, especially when it comes to talking to uh, boxing with a group of people. I guess I just like to just observe from afar. But... Um, <clears throat> You had one come up with, I see, I'm over here scrolling, looking through Twitter, and I see a, uh, a post from TMZ Sports with Adrian Broner and Daniel Kashmiausai Bragoli. I said, oh, shit, this can't be good. Um, it wasn't as bad as I originally thought, but it's still a bad look from a public perspective, PR, all that kind of shit. But TMZ Sports reports, Bad Baby, a.k.a. Daniel Bragoli, is publicly shaming boxing star Adrian Broner for trying to slide in her DMs. Catch me in the DMs. How about that? She's 16 years old. He's 30. Not a great look. Bragoli posted a screenshot showing an Instagram, notif- uh, Instagram notification from Broner, which reads, text me, crazy girl, 
A D R I E N B R O N E R. Adrian Brown. Um, I go to Adrian Broner's Instagram. You know, I'm just like, all right, well, let me fucking, you know, test the waters out and see what's going on over here. Um, and, you know, shockingly enough, I see the last post Adrian Broner has was August 22nd, 2019, with him and Floyd Mayweather, of all people. Old-ass picture of him and Floyd. Go back Thursday. Me and Big Bro, da-da-da. But I go to the notifications. You know how fun it is to see what the Internet has to say. But everybody just pretty much, you know, signed for this L. Uh, just text me crazy girl in like the big letter, small letter, big letter, small letter, kind of a trolling, condescending way. And then, you know, FBI, hey, bro, she's 16 for three years now. Da-da-da. Like L, L, L. Uh, my Donna fucked you up. It's, it's, a whole, it's, a whole, it's a whole world. But um, Adrian Broner has been on a milk carton for a while. Uh, haven't seen him. Haven't seen him posting anything. Normally he's, you know, who knows? Adrian Broner's posting his, his ugly ass feet. Or just doing something, but the man's been a ghost for a little while. Before we seen, uh, uh, we seen him at the Earl Spence fight. He had a, a quick little interview with Radio Raheem, but um, we heard about him and Tank Davis getting into it. For the most part, Adrian Broner's been away from the public eye, but now he is in a different light in the public eye, and this is one of what some people would automatically jumped the gun and called a man a predator or something like that. Look, man, we're going to play this game. If we were a public defender of Adrian Broner, how would we go about this in a, in a way of defense? And honestly, I'm, I would just be like, hey, you know, uh, my client, Mr. Broner, words were miscued mis- and pretty much uh, put out in the wrong way for what the words are written on this here screenshot. The man was simply looking to make a collab with Daniel Bregoli, given the fact that they are both music artists. So take it how you will. Assume what you want. But pretty much no facts lead to the facts or lead to any facts saying that Adrian Bronner wanted to have any sexual relations with this woman or this girl. She's not even a woman. Even though she does not look like a girl, she does look like a woman. It's hard, man. It's crazy. Sometimes, you know, hey, man, that's why I, I like walking with the Lord now. Shit. I've been at home. I have not been going out to the club. I've been chilling. I've been chilling. I mean, <laughs> man, I tell you. Look, a, little, a, little quick, a, little, a little quick little story real quick before we take it around to the guy. So when I was in Hermosa Beach last year <clears throat> with my cousin and a couple of her girlfriends, one of their cousins shows up to uh, shows up to this bar we're at. I believe the name ah that's not important. But <clears throat> so she slides in from the back. I'm like, okay, pretty cute, beautiful looking girl, little light skin, um, green eye Mexican chick, you know, very beautiful, and. Uh, so they're like, my cousin and her girlfriend say that someone forgot a card or some shit in the car, so they're going to go over there and get it, and they'll be right back. So there it is. Just me, myself, and this beautiful green eyes. So I'm talking to her, like, just breaking the ice bullshit. You know, I, I, I talk. And she's like, yeah, I snuck in through the back. I'm 17. I said, whoa, 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 whoa. 
you're 17 and you snuck into a back. I believe the bar is called Junkies. If anybody never been to Hermosa Beach, you got to check out this place. But anyway, <clears throat> yo, my alarm system was going off so hard, you would have thought the boy just took a couple puffs of some unnecessary gas coming from the state of paranoia that I was in. I'm like, yo, this bartender come up. Would you like a drink, miss? I'm like, no, no, no. I'm, I'm over here giving the little signal to the throat. Like, no, no, no. But try not to be obvious. Like, yeah, man. Just imagine if ORC was, you know, somebody, and you got TMZ coming up and taking pictures. Who is RC with? This girl, this beautiful girl, over here at a 21 and over bar at Hermosa Beach. Boom. Find out she's 17. Man. Like the man X-Rated would say, those are West Coast guys know about this rapper named X-Rated. Talk about being handcuffed and shackled. Hella tight on my ankle because the cop's an asshole. It would be all bad, man. It's not a good look. And for me, I didn't want to come across anybody that I knew that would see me and know her and think anything in between those lines. Adrian Broner finds himself in a similar situation. Luckily for him, there was no pictures being sent. You know what I mean? Or anything like that. It was just text me crazy girl. Willa, all this being said, bro, what is going on with Adrian Broner, man? Man, you know me. I'm a guy who who recently sort of fell off the A.B. bandwagon. But, you know, A.B., he can never keep me uh, off the bandwagon for too long. Like you said, he's been keeping silent, you know. Even though we, it seems like he's at every fight, you know, they try to get him in a little interview. He's not saying much. They're wondering if he's coming back. He's been off IG, been off social media for a while. So I like what he's been doing. But once you start a, you know, you sort to, uh, sort of, start accepting AB back, he makes these foolish mistakes. Now, I've caught myself, not even caught myself, but I've looked at the Catch Me Outside girl and just asked myself, how old is this girl? Seems like she's been in the spotlight for for a while, you know, so I guess she was hella young when she did the uh, Dr. Phil thing. I don't know. She must have been 10. Goddamn there feels like a, a 11. But, uh, you know, she looks nothing of the 16 age. You know, she's out there. She's mm-hmm. in the streets, it seems like. She's doing her thing. So I can't, if this was just the guy that didn't know any better and just was coming on the streets, just like off the streets, like in your situation, you might be, she might be able to catch you up, you know. But Adrian Broner knows, mm-hmm. he knows that she's young. He knows, uh, you know, he knows that she's young. So I'm sure he's not, I, I'm just hoping that this isn't, this isn't what people are trying to say it is. I don't think he's out here trying to, uh, you know, get to be a predator and trying to knock this down, even though, you know, if you look at, if you check her, her history, it is, it seems like there are, there are a lot of 18 year old guys, 18 and up year old guys that have been uh, supposedly hitting that. Mm-hmm. Hopefully AB wasn't, hopefully AB wasn't trying to get in on that, man. I hope not. I don't think it was. Text me crazy girl. That can mean many things. Uh, but she tried to expose him. So maybe it was. You never know. You never can trust these women these days. Like, well, she isn't even a woman. She's still a, a, a little girl. But 
you know, yep. maybe she tried to holler at him and he just, you know, he, he, he shunned her and just, you know, told her, text me crazy girl. You know, that crazy girl that might be a little flirtatious, might not be, might just be saying, you know, text me crazy girl. It's hard to say. Like you said, good thing mm-hmm. there wasn't any pictures. There wasn't anything extra sent about that. So, you know, you can be able to yeah. deny that. Like you said, hey, I was trying to get a feature or I was trying to, you know, collab on something or, you know, or anything. Hopefully, A.B. is smarter than that. seems like he's been playing it smart for, you know, like the last six months or so. So I'm not, I'm not going to jump out the window with A.B. on this one. He needs to make a little smarter move knowing that, you know, these girls are – I think he's been caught in the DMs before, so he should know. He should know better than that. But I don't think he's out here trying to trying to do anything too crazy, man. Hopefully not. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> the, uh, I mean, it's all subjective, and that goes for anything. Anything being a, uh, any kind of subject, it's all subjective to the perspective coming from the other side. One could say, "How does she have his number in the first place?" or you know, raise the eyebrows suspicion on a second level of things like that. So, um, who knows, man? I, like I, 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 I don't, I don't, I don't want to, you know, jump the gun on AB. Um, you know, but it's definitely not a good look. And the the real question is is uh, what I'm actually going to look towards right now. Um, while I go to JP just to double check and make sure. Uh, the TMZ story was not long. However, I think that uh, going for the uh, the screenshot that was posted by Daniel, uh, I would think that it would show what time it was. Now, we know AB, you know, likes to get boozing and, and say some crazy things. So hopefully this wasn't one of those, you know, after-hour type text-me-crazy girl. Well, it looks like it says 154. I, I don't know, man. It says 154. It doesn't say a.m. or p.m., but it does say Friday, January 3rd, 154 on her screenshot. Um, yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know. Text me, crazy girl, about 2 in the morning. You just got to be smarter than that, A.B., Gotta be smarter. Than yeah, that. that's not the greatest um, look. Uh, definitely not. <laughs> I didn't even think about the time before I even seen that, but uh, it just came to. I just thought about it once, saying, "All right, well, if I was to be one in question, one, how does she have her number? Two, what time was it? And three, where the fuck were you at? Like, who knows, right? But JP, let's take it to you, man, because I mean, I, it's it's become cliche around here. Whenever me and Willa talk about AB, we got a soft spot for the brother. I always, I always, I'm always gonna, you know, back up AB and 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 the best way I can. Some days I gotta fall back, and that don't bother me. Um, but Adrian Broner, one of the, he's uh one of the most colorful, charismatic figures in all of boxing. When me and Willa were out in, in LA, got to chop it up with him for a little bit. It seemed like a better person off camera than he was on camera, but he does this stupid shit and I cannot, I, I, I don't condone any of it. And, and I can't, I don't know. My, my eyebrow suspicion is raising higher and higher. And the, the more I look into this, what, what is your thoughts on this whole 
A B situation we got going on here. Uh, slightly unfortunate, man. When it comes to the brand of Adrian Broner, it's clear to me that they've had a little meeting. They said, "All right, AB, um, we put you in with Daddy Page, but you, you you can't beat anyone good." So we're gonna sit you down for about a year. We'll let you get off the radar, and then we'll build you a redemption path. We'll say you've gotten your mind right. You've um, recalculated your career. You're gonna take it more seriously uh-huh. now and we can rebrand you. And so this is why AB's been off the scene and out of sight, out of mind. But this puts him back on the radar, unfortunately, and I don't think this is any wanted to come back onto the radar. But I'm happy that you guys are speaking up for men here and not jumping on the hype beast train that says AB's in the wrong here. Now, this uh, I don't know if her name is Bad Baddie or Bad Barbie, whatever she is. Bad Baby. Like Bad Baby. Whoever she is, her content is not of a a sixteen year old girl's content. Also, she doesn't look sixteen, man. And like Willa talked about, this girl's nope. been on the scene forever. Like, damn, like how she had to be twelve when we first started hearing about her. And so I blame the parents of the young lady for not keeping her safe, making her act like a sixteen year old. I have a fifteen year old daughter. And um, there's people who do I get a lot of pushback from different women around my family circle. Oh, let her get nails. Let her do this. Let her do that. Let her fuck that. We gonna keep the innocence as long as possible because all that other shit we got. She'll have decades to be with the shit, and I won't be able to control nothing. So you know that's kind of the standpoint I come from. And from look, man, from a man's perspective, and I'm speaking up for men here. I don't like the relations of men and women here since 2018. It's look the the the, the basics of of men and women before society put legislation in. We, well, let's go back to cavemen. Do the hit a lady over the head, take her back to the crib. You're mine. Okay, I'm gonna go kill a, a wildebeest for us, yep. and you just stay here and take care of the children. Fast forward to today, man. It's still the, the same rules apply. The same um, internal instincts are still within every man. And and that is, you know, how I'm going to throw a few adages out here. You know, every year I get older, the girls stay 18. And for a guy getting towards 40 or just turned 38, I'm starting to see it. I, I got older friends. My older friends, they're they more nasty than me. My guys in my 50s, and my 50s, men are nastier than me. They with the shit more. That, that, you know, the older you get, I think for men, the older we get, the nastier we get. And uh, those girls, they still stay 18, man. And um, I heard a, a comic once say it. You know, women, men, we're grizzly bears. We're grizzly bears. And women are salmon dipped in honey walking around that we can't touch. You know, and if you give me millions of dollars, and if some young, inappropriate girl looks like, She's vulnerable. I'm gonna take a shot. And uh, bad baddie or whatever. I'm sorry, the, the name. Um, Ab took a shot, man. But I don't think the shot was intended for a a girl under the age. The, that girl looks nothing under the age. And there's some men have to have some out in these type of circumstances. We can't be held accountable for everything in the freaking world, especially if we're having bad judgment. You know, if the girl looks 
25, carries herself 25, speaks 25, you know, there needs to be some caveat for men in these in these situations. Um, that girl, no, I don't think anyone knew that she was that age. Um, so I, I'm not holding AB accountable for it. I think he had the most simple rebuttal to it. And he just said, I mean, I didn't know she was that age. My bad. And it's that simple. Now, if he tried to come out with some uh, written letter from his lawyer and all this stuff, I'd say you're putting too much on it, then maybe that's going to incriminate you slightly more. But I think him saying, my bad, I had no idea that girl was 16. I don't know if she's 16, by the way, but I'm out. But perfect to me, and I, I think AD is just fine. Yeah. I mean, um, I, I, as soon as that had happened, I went to um, <clears throat> her Instagram story just to check out. Did, maybe she put out some other stuff or whatever, whatever. I go on there. The girl's got lip injections now. I'm like, yo, first she got the titties on top, and then she got some lip injections. I'm like, don't they got to have – I mean, obviously the parents got to sign over for something. I'm pretty sure she's not emancipated at the age of 16, or this wouldn't even be a problem. So definitely not that, – that's not the case. But – I don't know, man. I'm with you on that, though, JP. It, it all comes down to parenting, and I blame the parents for that one, the, the parents. You know, we see – I mean, I've I, I never seen the whole fucking episode, but, you know, I've I see, I seen the Dr. Phil shit when it happened, when she first blew up and, and went viral, as the young guys say now. And I've seen how it went down. You know, you got this fucking corny-ass Dr. Phil – you got to lace me up your boots, son. Does your mother know the what? Like, yo, brother, brother, brother. That shit, it, it gets so old, you know? Like, <laughs> I see it, and I can't believe it. But then again, if I could think it to be unbelievable, it's happened a million times. And society is just getting worse and worse by the day. JP, as you just mentioned, you have a 15-year-old daughter. So does my one of my best friends has a 15-year-old daughter. And he gave her money to go get her nails painted. This was two days ago, by the way. And she comes back with these Cardi B long-ass, like, eagle's claws and (laughs) thinks that that shit's fly. My man called the place up, let him know who he was and that he's coming with this girl and basically got them bitches clipped off. Like, (laughs) she's 15 years old trying to go out there with some fly, with some some eagle claw Cardi B type shit. I was like, yo... Society's crazy nowadays, bro. That's, I mean, I don't know, man. <laughs> I mean, uh, uh, much yeah. respect to you for for being uh, that kind of parent who doesn't allow those kind of things. Because it seems nowadays, um, if you have a daughter, the the mother looks to be a best friend with them instead of an actual parent. So, um, <clears throat> much respect to all those who are still keeping it classy. But um, for this situation with Adrian Bronner, I'm not jumping a gun on a guy or nothing like that. Who knows? Anything could be in between the lines. But just hopefully he learns from now on. That was a bad move. Can't be doing that. Let's stop it. Because, well, last time, I mean, let's just let's just realize it. Like, JP, you made a good point saying that maybe they want to shut him down and say, all right, we're going to revitalize your career. Don't post nothing until it's time for the comeback. That could very well be true. <clears throat> But last time, uh, last time we were talking about Adrian, not the altercation with Tank, but uh, with his, you know, his post about, you know, another suicidal attempt, blah, 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 because of his baby mama leaving him. 
um, uh, I forget her name, uh, Miss Louie Banks. Oh, Ariel. She's a beautiful, beautiful woman. And uh, she was over here talking about on to the next, da da da. She's over with this time. And that's when Adrian had really lost control and really, like, all wheels seemed like they had fell off. And that is when Adrian really went ghost. I believe he went there for his baby mama. So if that happened for his baby mama and he gets caught up in something like this, well, as they like to say, Adrian got some explaining to do. So <laughs> hopefully Adrian could get that figured out and right the wrong when it comes to that. Um, but anyways, moving along, fucking Adrian always taking us outside of the the, 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 the square circle and, and the even business aspects of boxing. He always takes us down to get your attorney type shit ready. Um, JP, I got your message, though, about we'll talk about the Mikey Garcia calling out Tank. I like that. That's funny. I'm surprised that actually happened. But we'll start off with Tank here first because maybe that will lead to something that makes a little bit more sense going down the way. <clears throat> but uh, so as I'm scrolling this morning, I see uh, Eddie, uh, um, <clears throat> excuse me, not Eddie Hearn, Leonard Ellaby. Leonard, Floyd is the coffee too hot. I'll blow it down for you. Leonard, can I keep the change, Floyd? Leonard, yes, Floyd. Ellerby said that moving forward, as of what's on to the next for Javante Tank Davis, his next fight will be pay-per-view. And this isn't no, oh, well, uh, who, who's the source and who, is it credible? Is it No, Leonard Ellerby is the voice of Mayweather Promotions and the promoter of Javante Tank Davis is Floyd Money Mayweather, point blank period. So, coming from the horse's mouth, as some like to say, it seems like it's, it's written in stone to me that I don't have to question Leonard Ellerby. And you know what? I say the nicknames and all that funny shit, like it's, it's, it's all for shits and giggles. I met Leonard Ellerby a couple of years ago out at the Mayweather uh, gym. Cool dude. Really good guy. Um, but when I was talking to him, he was on the way to go get some groceries from Floyd. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, he's a cool dude, man. You know, like Stephen A. Smith likes to say, you know, he's a good brother. You know, good family man. Good to the community. But, and then start running them down. I'm not going to do that, though. But Leonard Ellaby, good dude. Cool guy, man. I appreciate it. It's all shits and giggles over here. Keep it real. But um, Leonard Ellaby, you saying it? It's pretty much like Floyd saying it or Al Hammond, which who wouldn't? But I think that this is a, a quote that's not to be questioned, guys. I think that for 100% certain, this is an actual real story about Gervonta Tank Davis after his 12-round stoppage of Yorokes Gamboa will be going on paper fucking view. Willa. Does this deserve a come on, man, or does this deserve a come on, man? No, most definitely. I think it deserves a come on, man. Uh, Davis hasn't fought anybody worth worth a damn. Um, you know, I don't. I know they're trying to make him this next big star, and I, I remember seeing that. Uh, seeing that quote, um, I remember seeing uh, Leonard Ellaby saying that that his next fight would be pay per view, but this was before the two, uh, 12 rounds or 11 rounds that he went with Gamboa, a guy who supposedly had a uh, torn Achilles tendon. Um, 
Javante Davis, I, I don't think his name is that big, but, you know, he, he sold out. They said it was pretty much sold out in, in Atlanta. Big event. Had the big names out there, Shaq um, and, and other people, you know, came to the fight. So maybe he does mm-hmm. have the pool, but I don't see I don't see it. Um, you know, this would be, but I guess you got to start somewhere. And with the with Mikey Garcia calling him out, I don't know where Mikey Garcia is fighting at one forty seven. So I don't know where he would meet him at. But if you know, maybe a Mikey Garcia fight could be pay per view. That Man. could definitely be a pay per view fight. But. You know, maybe a Lomachenko. It just depends. Now, you know, it depends on on who he's going to fight. You know, I think he was – he's fighting at 130, or is he fighting at 135? I can't remember. I think 135 but, right now. Yeah, I thought so. I thought he's fighting at 135. So, you know, there's fight. you know, he can – I mean, I'm not sure who he would fight, especially since, you know, uh, Lomachenko and – Tiafimo are going to fight next, you know, is he going to fight a Devin Haney? You know, Devin Haney said he was after, you know, after the fight, a lot of people were looking for saying they want to fight Javante Davis. Um, Devin Haney with a Devin Haney, Javante Davis fight be pay-per-view. I don't think so. Would a Ryan Garcia fight be pay-per-view? I don't think so. I don't know who he would fight that would make it a pay-per-view. So I, you know, I don't know. I don't know what they're doing, but you know they've got it. You've got to start somewhere, and they're like I said, they're trying to push this guy to the next forward. This is the next. They're trying to make this guy the next big thing. He's knocking everybody out. They're trying to put him on the big stage, but I don't know who he's gonna fight, man. You know, I, he's only got a like I said, he's only got a couple of names. The Lomachenko fight, but that ain't happening next. And also, you know, maybe the Mikey Garcia. We don't know, but Mikey Garcia is fighting Vargas next, so. That wouldn't be his next fight either. So I don't know. I don't know who he would fight. I don't know why they would even say that. But I did hear him say that. I saw him with the uh, guy, Radio Raheem, asked him about it. And he said, you know, he was hype about that. But Javante Davis, I do not think, is a pay-per-view, pay-per-view fighter now. You know, he's not there yet at all. Yep. I don't – I mean – yeah, it, it 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 comes muddy water, and when you try to sell to the public, that's that almost, the next fight to be on pay per view. No, it's was. almost as ridiculous as uh, the zone charge of fifty dollars. Yeah, they're about it about the same. Yep, it is. Uh-huh. It's not even laughable. It really is about the same kind of deal. Um, you know, because with the way things have been going, man, I've been a a a, a fan of how. We've got away from pay-per-view as much as we did. Um, Wilder has, you know, it's not like it's a um, uh, a wrench in the system or nothing like that. But when Wilder fights and it is pay-per-view, it's like, ah, shit, all right, well, all right, I got to get this again. But then I go back and revert to the fact that, well, I was used to paying pay-per-view, what, three times a year when it was Floyd, Manny, Cotto. And, and things like that, Canelo, like, but now it's a little different. So I'm, I'm cool with the way it is, how it's been. But when Tank Davis had put this one out, it's like, whoa, okay, you want to go on pay-per-view? Who are you going to fight? It's got to be some top-level guy. Then I got quotes coming out from Javante Davis saying that Lomachenko's at the end of his career, so we're going to just wait it out. Another come-on-man moment. Like, come on, get the fuck out of here. 
Um, I get that the guy's protected, and we all know the business, the B word that we hate to say around here, and and I get it. But I just I just don't like the panhandling that's been going on with Javante Davis. I like Tank Davis, but this shit that, that – you just got to quote yourself better. I mean, maybe that's why Floyd talks for him at the press conferences and whatnot. Because for him just to say what he said, being on – on record for, you know, he's, he's, he's getting older in age and I'm only 25, 24. Like I'm just going to wait it out. That basically just tells me and every boxing fan knowledgeable that you're waiting for him to get old. So you can fight him and whoop his ass. Meanwhile, you got Tiafimo Lopez saying, I just fucked up a guy who thought that people, people thought was going to outbox me and Richard Comey. And I'm going for Lomachenko next. All the smoke, the takeover. Like just a complete difference in character, man. And I, I mean, it's nothing new in boxing, but you don't hear Tiafimo talking about my next fight's going to be on pay-per-view. And even if he did, if I'm fighting Lomachenko, I'd be like, hey, you know, fuck it. This is a boxing fan's pay-per-view, you know? Um, it goes to the same realm of, of, uh, of not with the public awareness of Kovalev Ward, but that was a boxing man's pay-per-view. Yeah, I'll sign up for that shit, you know? Um, so Tank Davis, I don't know what the fuck he's got going on, man. Um, wish him the best. You know, he's a good brother, man. He's he a good he, he a good man to the community, a good father. But miss me with this bullshit about pay-per-view. JP, our business expert around here at Outsiders Boxing Podcast, I get what Tank is trying to do, but why is he trying to do this so sudden? Can you, uh, can you give us your take on this Tank Davis fighting on pay-per-view? Also followed up by the uh, subject that you had brought to our group message about Mikey Garcia calling him out as a follow-up for JP. The pay-per-view format, man, is <clears throat> how we made stars in the past decade. Uh, that's That's been the blueprint. Um, and, and they're still using it over on that side of the street. Um, but I'm, I'm not opposed to it because that ensures me that I get Tank Davis fighting someone really good. And I think there's only two names out there. Um, like you mentioned, Lomachenko won't be available uh, most likely. And Mikey Garcia. And I think the one to go with is Mikey Garcia for both. For both guys, it's, it's, it's the go. Mikey Garcia is uh, kind of stuck at a point at 147. He probably doesn't want to vacate 147 because it's going to look like Spence whooped his ass and said, you don't belong here. And Mikey said, you're right, Errol, I don't. And that just doesn't seem like Mikey's temperature, you feel me? So um, that's, that's, that's one nuance. Another is that said, for Mikey, it's like, okay, I, I, I can't I – I don't even think I can hurt these guys at 147. What I don't mean – now, Mikey is a hired mercenary. Mikey's not taking no disowned long-ass contract or none of that shit. Mikey's over yep. here doing one-offs. You know, he, he's out here to get that bag, and I'm going to get up out of here. And, and some could theorize that Mikey is on a cash-out tour. You could theorize yep. that Mikey don't even care if he loses or not. You know, because Mikey that's, going yeah, to I'm fight. That's Spence. why he took the Spence fight, <laughs> as you yeah. just said. Yeah, go. If, if I mean, maybe Mikey was that overly ambitious. And look, I don't put it past the guy that thinks he can actually do that. I'm sure in that gym in Oxnard, Mikey has sparred against the likes of Marcos Maidana and all kind of 165 pound dudes numerous times. So his mindset Absolutely. is, hey, yeah, I fight big guys. Yeah, I fight big guys all the time. I could fight Errol Smith, no problem. But after that uh, rude awakening, 
um, in that fight, Mikey may realize, like, okay, um, shit, I don't need – I can lose the arrow and, and maintain my cachet. But if a if a um, Sean Porter smokes me, if a Keith, Keith Thurman smokes me, if a Ugas, if a Danny smokes me, then I'll really be relegated and people will say I'm just not that good. So it puts Mikey in a really mm-hmm. particular spot where, where Mikey, his next fight needs to look good beating somebody. And Mikey wants a bag. Mikey wants to fight pay-per-view. So I think for both parties, if you could get Mikey to commit to 140, maybe even a catch weight of 138, you do that if you're Davis and team. And now if you're Mikey, how do I get back to Texas and put another 40000 in the stadium like me and Errol did? I believe him and Tank can do that. And if you heard the video where Mikey's calling out Tank, this is a Mikey I've never heard. I've never heard Mikey cuss. But Mikey was like, who the fuck has the guy fought? Fucking, fucking, uh, he hasn't fucking fought me. I mean, he was just throwing F-bombs out there. And it sounded pretty frustrating. Wow, I didn't, I didn't so, see that, bro. I didn't see it. Yeah, that's out there, man. Uh, YouTube that right now. YouTube that. Mikey's dropping F-bombs and asking, like, who the fuck has he fought? Fucking a washed-up Gamboa? Fucking, you know. So, now, let me just speak to Tank. Tank, to me, is probably a side. Well, Wilder, Wilder, has the, well, Wilder has this air of you can't take your eyes off because it could end any second. But, to me, the guy that is probably the most sensational right now, to me, just on pure on pure vigor, aggression and talent and all that stuff is probably Tank Davis, man. I mean, you got Tiafimo guys like that. They they pick the shots more. Tank is just out there on pure aggression, almost Mike Tyson style. You know, I agree. and to me, he's a guy that I really, really, really like to watch. Now we can pull the resume and say this, that, or the other. But if uh, the promotional team wants to put him on pay per view. And with that incentive, here's the beauty of pay-per-view. You gotta give us somebody we want, because we're not you're, you're you're asking us to come out of our pockets for um, a special event. So it has to. It can't. You know. Yep. They know that. That's the beauty of pay-per-view. Um, so Mikey Garcia is a fight that I would pay for. It's also a fight that I think if you put it in Arlington again, you get forty thousand people in that stadium again. I think it can be marketed well. Um, this is the fight. If you ask me, this is the fight that I try to make. It's the fight for both guys. I think um, both guys have a chance of winning. Both guys have a chance, even in a loss, to still retain their cachet. So, you know, I, I think it's a good fight. I think it's a good fight, and that's what I think Tank should do. Um, if they, hey, push him, man. It's time you got to put the old blueprint used to be. You fucking push a twenty-five-year-old. All this shit where we got Terrence Crawford and all these motherfuckers 30-plus and still just, you know, mid-level attractions is not how it ever was. You know, by the time a guy was 30, he is the star of the sport. You know, by the time if we go back into the lineage of the torch holders of this sport, by the time they're 30, man, it's, they've been holding that torch for a minute. So, you know, if they want to take that old, that old rights to passage, I'm all here for it. Yeah, I'm with you on that, bro. And if he fought Mikey for pay per view, sign me up. I pay the I pay the cost. You know what I'm saying? Um, but Willa and JP, I want you guys to rebuttal this one right here. For me, I'm saying 
we're completely looking over Jesse Vargas, a guy who's who's uh, uh, I mean, we've seen the right hand that Jesse Vargas obtained. Had Tim Bradley stumbled, wobbled, goddamn on Queer Street, man, and. I mean, Jesse Vargas is always, to me, been a guy who is a B-level fighter who has a potential at a B-plus when he's on his game. And you know he takes the shit serious. He trains very hard. And he's just he's just one of those rugged fighters who could potentially be in football as we talk about a trap game or something like that. Are we – I mean, the fight's scheduled already with Mikey and Jesse. Um are, are Will at first and JP, are we completely looking over Jesse Vargas and possibly just being a, a pushover for this fight or possibly taking some step-aside money? I doubt that they would want to give Jesse Vargas any step-aside money to make this one happen. Will it? Yeah, no, he's not going to. Jesse Vargas it, it probably ain't taking no step-aside money. I think he's very motivated for this fight. I don't really think he has a chance, him being a smaller 147 guy too. Um, yeah. I don't think we're overlooking it. I don't think Mikey Garcia is overlooking it. I think Mikey Garcia is going to take this money. It won't be an easy fight, but it should be a fight that he can win and then maybe propel him into a bigger fight. Like we were saying, I would definitely love to see Javante Tank Davis versus uh, uh, Mikey Garcia for a pay-per-view. I think that would be a good pay-per-view. Uh, I agree with, uh, with JP that Davis is one of those fighters that we must see but he has to prove himself a little more, man. Um, but as far as Mikey Garcia, Vargas, I don't think anybody's overlooking it. I don't think Mikey Garcia is that type of guy. He's just looking to the future. Vargas is a is a, is a tough fighter. He's going to come give you an A game, like you said, every time. But it shouldn't be that, that much work for uh, Mikey Garcia, man. And if it is, he doesn't want to see Tank Davis. Yeah, JP, I mean, uh, Jesse Vargas, he's a, a formidable opponent. And uh, I just think that I, 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 Jesse Vargas is a guy you don't want to get into a fight with when you're looking over his shoulders at what's next. JP, I mean, uh, I don't know, in your estimated opinion, maybe I'm, over, maybe I'm looking at Jesse Vargas a little higher than some people are. But I always give Jesse Vargas that, that B, borderline B-plus type of a fighter and, and he is a smaller 147 guy, but he is a taller 147 guy. So uh, this, I don't know if Mikey is, 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 is not in a way disrespecting Jesse Vargas, but I think that for Team Vargas and anybody affiliated with Jesse Vargas, um, I think that that might be a little bit of underlining shade as far as something like that being uh, something possible uh, in the future. Uh, what do you think about that? Yeah, um, Mikey could potentially be overlooking Jesse. Now, schematically, I don't see how he could do that because uh, when I'm analyzing it, this would seems to be a tough fight for Mikey. Mikey with them short-ass TX, T-Rex arms. And like you talk of, talked about, Jesse is a rangy, fundamental fighter who uses his jab well. And, um, and rewind about maybe three, four years ago, I was a guy out here saying, you know, Jesse Vargas is as good as any of these dudes. You know, um, Jesse have had some lackluster showings um, here recently. I I can't remember the names. I just remember being um, underwhelmed with Jesse and feeling like, yeah, it's time for me to pull my stock. Um, Maybe Jesse's gotten too comfortable. Uh, Jesse looks like he's going to get a ringside 
job somewhere when he finishes his career. Jesse has been this fighter who's been around the PBC um, promotion and the Mayweather stuff for years, a decade now. And it's probably gotten paid pretty decently over the years, you know, for especially for a guy who hasn't got over the proverbial hump. But um, oh yeah, for Mikey though, for Mikey though, I think this is a tough fight. I don't see how Mikey washes him. Look, this prodigal prodigal son thing that we had going on with Mikey, and and um, that shows on archive where we're all just praising Mikey's. Mayweather like boxing skills. That show we did that, mm-hmm. and all of us were in accord talking about how fucking amazing of a boxer Mikey is. And I don't think we feel the same today. And I don't truly know why we felt that way then. So for me, Mikey got to show me something. I believe Jesse Vargas has shown me more of who he truly is than Mikey Garcia has. Because if we really take it into account, I believe Mikey Garcia could be a figment of our imagination, some smoke and mirrors from that brilliant uh, advertising marketing team over at HBO, where they make stars and add top rank. Um, I don't know who Mikey's biggest win in. You got a Salido on there. You got a slot the Cannon, whatever the fuck. Um, but, yeah, so to me, this is a fight that Mikey can lose. Um, Jesse isn't going to come over and come in here and not give it his best, unless there's some, um, let's just say, some 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 behind the scenes stuff going on, some stuff behind the curtains, and uh, there's some 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 duffel bags being hanged around. I think this is going to be a hell of a tough fight for Mikey. And aside from that, I can't see why this is the fight he takes. Now, a good gauge we'll get here is that old Mexican fan base, right? The, the, this uh, fan base that's supposed mm-hmm. to drive the sport. Go put Mikey and Jesse Vargas in Arlington and see what happens. You know, I think oh, man. 15, <laughs> 15, maybe thousand in there, but you ain't getting yep. nothing on TV. You're not getting nothing on TV, man. So that shit has been overstated for way too long, and I have been out there being a renegade against that sentiment for the longest. But um, Mikey needs a dancing partner. Mikey is not Canelo. Now, I'll, I'll say this. I have some Mexican fans. I'm friends. They they have a more um, endearing love for Mikey for whatever reason. I don't know if it's because he's a quote-unquote darker Mexican than Canelo. But they love Mikey. Now, Canelo's like the, 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 um, the popular guy. But the guy they really mm-hmm. want? If they could swap the spots, I think they'd swap Mikey for Canelo's spot. But Mikey still got a lot to prove, and I think he lost a lot of cachet and a lot of, yeah, cachet, man, because we thought this guy was amazing. And Errol uh, really took all the wind out of that bag. So, yeah, tough fight, and he better not be overlooking it. Yep, I'm with you on that. Another thing to kind of look into this was, or would be, I should say, is the fact that Jesse Vargas has been training at the Mayweather Gym for a very long time, residing in Nevada and Vegas. And uh, I don't think Jesse would take step-aside money, but if it was to be something that's saying, all right, look, fuck this, let's make, ta- let's make Tank versus Mikey for pay-per-view, boom, Jesse, all it takes is one little tap on the shoulder from Floyd Mayweather, 
hey, step aside money. I think if there was one case in any scenario of him taking step aside money, out of all the opportunities, this would probably be the one that Jesse would take just because of that factor alone. But it's uh, it's 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 kind of reaching. So um, I, I don't know how that works, but uh, I think that even if they didn't do that, I think it's a really tough fight for Mikey Garcia, regardless. Just the just on the size factor, and the fact that Jesse Vargas has been in there with very tough competition. Um, you know, uh, we've seen uh, um, him fight Manny Pacquiao, even though he got dropped. Uh, Stephen A. Smith still had him winning the fight going into the seventh round, some odd w- way or another. Um, we've seen him in a dog fight with uh, Adrian Broner, in which, I mean, early rounds he was putting it on Adrian. We've seen him tag Timothy Bradley with a hard, very hard hand. That I'm not so sure Mikey Garcia could survive if that same type of punch would land, you know. But I was at that. Yeah, that was a long time ago. It was a long time ago. How did JP? You at that fight? How how did that shit sound when it landed? Because that shit on TV sounded like a fucking shotgun went off. I mean, dog, it it has been a washing. We was out there and like it was, I believe it's like late in the twelfth round when that happened, and it It has been a washing. And then all of a sudden, Tim does the thanky leg, and he makes it out of that fight. But, um, yeah, man, I was at the fight, and it was like, oh, shit. It was so unexpected because it had been a washing. Um, and Tim had easily ran away with that fight is what I recall. But, yeah, it was definitely a surprise. And, yeah, the right hand from Jesse. Yeah, it, it really was, man. One of those – I mean, we all know that fighters, especially at the welterweight division, um, you know, junior welterweight – Everybody packs a punch if it can land, and that was just one of those instances that you know if that is punch had landed, you know, early in the round or something, who knows if Tim makes it out of there? I, I don't think he would, but lucky for Bradley, he landed that shit late, and he got away with that one due to the uh, unfortunate circumstances of the referee who I cannot think of at this point in time, but that old ass man who had stopped the fight like he didn't hear the ten second count or something like that and stopped it at ten. Jesse thought he won. I don't know. Jesse Vargas to me is just he's a game he's a game opponent. And for Mikey, you don't wanna you don't wanna get into the into the overlooking a guy like Jesse Vargas. That's just me. But um I think that's all we got for today, guys. Um well, well uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think that's all the top topics we have for now. So, um on to this Sunday in the playoffs, man. Uh yesterday. Oh man. Yeah, you know, I had the Bills and Patriots winning. Goes to show how much I know. Even though I believe that Bills game was a, a what I call blindside gate, where I think the Bills really got screwed at the end of that game uh, here nor there. But then the the looks to be end of a dynasty with the New England Patriots. So uh, all is well in the football fan world who don't want to see Tom Brady and the Patriots in the playoffs anymore. And today we got. Uh, I know Seattle and Philly will be the later game. I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, Saints Vikings. and Minnesota is on now. Yeah. Yeah, Saints and Minnesota. That's it's three right. to That's three. Right. Okay. Yeah. Oh, it's on already. Okay. All right. Well, shit. I got yeah, to yeah, jump yeah. on right now. 
Right, well, three three right now. Hey, you know what? I'm I might be on three, but I'm I'm pulling for Minnesota in this one. I think I think the Saints are very vanilla when it comes to moments like this. Who you got for the games today, Willie? And I'll go to JP on this one. Yeah, I'm thinking I'm thinking it's gonna be Saints. Saint uh I'm I'm going with the Saints and uh the Seahawks. I think they're gonna pull it out. Um so yeah, I think those are my picks. We all know that I was two for two yesterday. I'll probably be two for two today. Probably be uh, you know, two for four for four next week and then one for one in the Super Bowl. Ah. That's usually how I do it. Okay, all right. Well, even though your man's was eighteen yards shy of two hundred, I'm glad no one took the bet because I would have been, I would have been at the strip club right now. <laughs> but hey, JP. Three three Saints Vikings. I'm calling upset. Out of all the games that have happened this week, I, my upset pick would be Minnesota over New Orleans because I just don't think the Saints are that good. Uh, but uh, Eagles and um, and Seahawks in a later game. What you got for the games today, man? Yeah, I think I'm gonna take Minnesota and Seattle. I got Minnesota Seattle today. Um, y'all already know one of the my favorite things to do is toot my own horn. Uh, over there on the old heavy-handed edition, we talked uh, in the top 100. A lot of the guys I talked about um, was balling yesterday. Derrick Henry, you know, gave him a lot of love, said he should be higher yeah. in the top 100. And then the guy we said was Jordan. The guy I said was Jordan, you know, had damn near probably one of the best plays of the season, uh, Deshaun Watson, uh, coming back. And, you know, being that dude we thought he was, being what we've seen that whole time in college, the guy who fucking ripped Alabama to shreds twice. So, yeah, and Baker Mayfield, and I want to make this, Baker Mayfield was rated 50, and Deshaun Watson was rated 51. Shit is blasphemy, all right? Get his, get that shit I agree together. with that. All right. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Man, when that play had happened yesterday with Deshaun Watson getting hit, I was just like, that's the gentrified NFL where you got a blitzer coming in free who should knock a man's <laughs> fucking head off, but can't because it'll be a flag. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you know, <laughs> I'm a watch. I like Deshaun Watson, man. I like Deshaun Watson since he was in college. I was like, the Browns passed him up, Bears passed him up. I like Deshaun Watson, you know, but uh. I mean, I don't know. Will, are you feeling confident about those Houston Texans after yesterday's comeback win? Where I mean, what was it? Nineteen unanswered points against the Bills. No, I'm not confident in these guys at all. I'm not confident <laughs> in the coach, man. But you know, we did get that win. You know, we still got Will uh, Fuller's out. Usually, when Fuller's out, he's our speed receiver. We usually lose. Uh, but Buffalo. Buffalo's offense is trash, so I knew we were going to win that game, man. It's going to be harder to beat who we're playing. I think we're playing uh, Kansas City. So, um, you know, that's going to be a hard game. We can do it. We've got the offense to do it, uh, but our defense is sort of suspect and our and our coaching is sort of suspect. So, you know, I'm not confident in, in anything they're doing, but I'm rooting for them, definitely. Hey, Willow was throwing thread, uh, shade at Merciless. Merciless popped up yesterday. <laughs> JJ's back. JJ's back he also. Did. So uh yeah, showed yeah, up. No, JJ made the play that play that uh sparked it. You know, he got the uh he got that sack he that sure did. sack and then and then Merciless got the uh the strip the strip fumble, the sack fumble. So yeah, man, those boys showed up. 
but they showed up against a team that we don't know. We can't name anybody on their squad on their offense. So you know, hey, they got to show up. Team, next man, week. they got the, the Bills are game. They got a really good team around them, yeah. man. I know guys like Josh Brown at receiver. You know, they they're not bad at all. You know, and I mean. I, I was telling Simon yesterday. I was like, "Bro, I'm going for I'm going for the uh, the Bills just because uh, you know um, quarterback Josh Allen's from right here in Fresno County where I'm at. So you know, just a little hometown bias. And uh, you know, he's played a lot better than I thought. Guys like Josh Rosen, Baker Mayfield. Um, who is the other guy I'm missing? Uh, I can't think of it right now. Um, but there's two quarterbacks that. Trubisky, yes, and, and but the two quarterbacks that were the last pick of the litter, being Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson, looks like they're the cream of the crop of the quarterback class that got overlooked. So, I don't know, Josh Allen, he got a really strong arm. He seems like an athletic Joe Flacco to me, who can run. And and uh, I don't know, it's gonna be crazy now, man. It's it's the AFC's up for grabs. AFC's up for grabs, but we'll see how this whole thing turns out. Uh, JP. Um, Speaking of outside the sports of boxing, you got a, a show lined up over on the heavy-handed edition because uh, the last few times you were there, I was at work, and I was trying to just – I wanted to, like, get involved more so, but, you know, sometimes sometimes it bees that way. But uh, you got anything lined up for the new real ESPN? <laughs> yeah, man, I'm going to see if we can get one in tonight after all the games conclude and, and break it all down. So it's been some, you know, it's been really fun, interesting happenings in the NFL and uh, really good games. So, yeah, after today's games, I'm going to try to get one in this evening. Hopefully it's not too late for Willa. Probably will be, though. <laughs> all right, man, let us know, man, let us know. Um, we'll see, we'll I just see. Wanna put a, yeah, we'll see what time it'll be at, man. I mean, I'm on your side, JP, so we should be just fine. I ain't got no plans today. Uh, my missus is uh, uh, working a double O. She's working OT today, so I ain't going to be seeing her. I'll be chilling at the crib tonight, so I'm just going to watch this game. I'm going to have my Seahawks hat on because I want Seattle to win because I want those bitches at home next week. I want Seattle to get smacked down, buried, grave digging like Tiafimo Lopez did to the fucking scrub he knocked out, which we call one of the knockouts of the year. I want a great big Seattle. I'm getting tired of this shit Simon's talking about. Talking about who's talking about scared to put up. Well, he don't want to put up no money with me and Simon knows what's up. So I wanna I want Seattle to win, goddammit. I don't wanna play the sorry ass Eagles. I want Seattle. I want all the smoke. Free smoke, free smoke that goes around when it comes to the the quotes and air horns over at the heavy hand of the distance. But, yo, let me know if that shit goes on, JP. We'll be in the group message. But as of now, fellas, I appreciate you guys for joining us and everyone who's uh, who's listening. Love you guys. Uh, quick top off. I was on a, uh, I was on the Xbox last night on the Internet search because I go to this website that's called 5movies.com. I don't know if y'all heard it or not, but you can put that up and check it out. They got all the new movies come out real clean this and that, but on my first web page that was popped up, it's the Outsiders Boxing Podcast. So that loaded up, and it showed uh, our listens that have been played uh, on the show, and uh, I've seen 13,331 listens. So for all of those that have been 
paying attention to us and, and giving us some love and, and, and uh, giving a chance to hear what we got to say. Appreciate you, man. I was really happy to see that number, and uh, hopefully we could expand. So, um, But I'll leave it at that, and hopefully we'll um, get to some more stuff coming up on the midweek show. Wanted to start this uh, New Year's off right. And, uh, yeah, from the San Joaquin section of Central California to Houston, Texas, all the way to Southern California, we are the Outsiders Boxing Podcast. And if you're fucking with us, we're fucking with you. Much love, everybody. Have a good New Year. This 2020, step it up from 2019. But, yeah, thank you, Willa. Thank you, JP, all you guys that's rocking with us. We'll be back on Wednesday, have a preview show. But uh, start the week off right. And we will be out, but back sooner rather than later. Take care, y'all. Happy New Year. We out. Mama, I love you. P.O.P. All the time.